So good morning. Our study for today is entitled God's Child for week number 12 on our schedule of discipleship. Let's pray. Father in heaven, this is a very wonderful lesson because directly from your word and every lesson we have on this discipleship, I pray that you will be the one to communicate to our heart what you have for us today. We glorify you for your wonderful God. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, the title is God's Child. Now, according to the first question, even from the outline, it says, why do we become imitators of God? And so our text is found in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 to 20, and we are going at those verses one by one, already printed on our sheet here. So, it takes here, be therefore followers of God as dear children. Why are we children of God? According to John 1, 12. Anybody memorizes the verse? But as many, to them gave you power to become children of God, even to them that believe on his name. So it came to my mind, why is it did not say, as whoever believeth in him, become children of God, not sons of God. Is there a difference between those two words, children and sons of God? If you believe, children is general, both male and female. But when they say sons of God, wait a minute, only the male in the kingdom of God? No. Every believer, male or female, becomes a child of God. So it says here, us dear children. We are children of God. So I put there, after that verse John 1, 12, like father, like son. That's a very common expression in the Philippines. What do you think that thought brings to your mind? Like father, like son. Amukha. Okay. <laughs> Not only the face but characteristics and, you know, the way we behave and we react because of our parents and our father. So, we have here a few verses that we will bring out to you. Now, in Ephesians 4.32, And be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. What is that keyword there that talks about we should be like our Father. Forgiving. Now, if we are children of God, we are be like our Father. One important element, according to this verse, we should also be forgiven. What did Jesus say? If we don't forgive others, neither will we be forgiven. But because we are forgiven, then we have that power to forgive, not of our own. Not of our own but because we are children of God, like our Father. Now the next one is in Leviticus 11.45. For I am the Lord that bringeth you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. Ye shall, ye shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. What is the point there to be like the Father? Holiness. So now it impresses upon us that we will not just play with our life. If God truly is our Father, and He is holy, 
He wants us to be holy. Let that sink in into our very hearts. Now in Matthew 5.45, That ye may be the children of your Father who is in heaven, which is in heaven, for he maketh his son to rise to the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. Be therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Very close to akin to the word holiness, to be holy, is to be, what's the key word in this verse? Perfect. Who among us is perfect? No one. Only God is perfect. But in the Greek word, I understand, the word perfect, when it is required from us, it's not that we be perfect like the Father. We will progress in perfection. The key word is mature. Be mature. Because of your Father's perfect, perfect, you'll be growing. Grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We grow up. Children grow up. And so, our Father wants us to grow up. And so the expression sometimes, hey, grow up. Ha, you're a college student. Come on, grow up. You're not that kid anymore. Grow up. We have to be more mature. Okay, the next verse in uh, Luke 6, 35 and 36. But lovely your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great, and ye shall be a children of the highest. For he is kind unto the unthankful, and to the evil. Be therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. The key word in this verse is? Merciful. merciful. Many times we harbor ill feelings. And we... You know, revenge, take revenge. We should be, aside from forgiving, we should be merciful. And merciful in our thoughts, in our dealings with them. So, as God, our Father, is merciful, then we should be merciful also. First Peter 1, 15 to 16. But as he hath called you is holy, so be holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, be holy for I am holy. That's just like in Leviticus eleven forty five. Stresses again holiness. Now in 1 John 4, 11, Beloved, if God so loves us, we ought to love one another. Now, and uh, as you go to Scripture, 1 Corinthians 13, we find that the de- development and what ex- God expects of love. And we should respond so. And if God says, this is the love, the measure that I have, my standard, in the same too. But can we produce that? Only God can make that in us through the Holy Spirit. And that is God. So, a key word on verse 1 here. Be ye therefore followers of God as their children, like father, like son. If we are really God's children, this is the lifestyle He expects from us. Any question that far? Okay, now we go now to the next section. Who, are our best, who is our best example as a child of God? And they suggested that Christ. <coughs> but uh, now, now Ephesians 5.2 And walk ye in love as Christ, who has loved us and given himself for us in offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. As Christ. So, here is our model, Christ. The Father says we are his children, we have to be like him. Now, who is our model? 
Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God. Only begotten. But after we believe, we become sons of God, children of God. But our, according to Hebrews, Jesus is like our elder brother. And therefore, we go after him. He is our model. Chikuya. Follow after him. He is our model. Now, how does it work, work out? In what areas of life, therefore, do we have to live like Christ? So we got provide here now certain verses. See, it says, live a life of love. According to five, Ephesians 5, verses 2 to 7. And what does it mean, therefore? It's, in our outline, just says, giving up of self. What does verse 2 say? And walk in love as Christ also had loved us and had given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. What a sinner. We should love, not only our friends, but even our enemies. And be able to say like Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That love that really comes. And also another aspect of that is in verse 3 to 5. Verses 3. But fornication and all uncleanness and covetousness, let it be named among you as becometh saints, neither fulfilledness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this is for this ye know that no whoremonger nor unclean person he can really be like Christ. That means that purity of life. And it is sad that some call this a Christian, but they fall into this. It's not only did it once, but it becomes a lifestyle. All of us have told a lie. But it's tell, telling lies should not be a lifestyle. Stealing. We're all guilty of stealing. <coughs> one way or the other. But can, it should not be a lifestyle. And so, this talks about the lifestyle. Now, next principle is giving up of greed. Verse 5b and 5, uh, uh, second part of verse 5. Nor covetous man, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Covetous is one who looks at the property of others and he wants to get it. And that is idolatry. When we focus on mind, on material things, and we are greedy, we want to be, you know, like a neighbor, or better than them, that greediness, possess and possess. He will not have an inheritance in the kingdom of God, of Christ and of God. And then verses 6 and 7, we read, Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God, about the children of disobedience, be not ye therefore partakers of them. Here is now defined, not children of God, but children of disobedience. And that is why, if we are children of God, we have to follow the footsteps of Jesus Christ. But if not, then we are the children of disobedience. We don't follow the standard of God. Now the next part is because we live a life of love. Next is live a life of light. Children of light. Now what does this mean? Let the Bible explain itself. Goodness is practice. 
For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is all goodness and righteousness. First part is goodness. Always thinking of goodness for others because of the love, then the light will flow for our life. Then righteousness is Christ. And then third, truth is preferred. Proving what is acceptable unto Christ and have no fellowship with the unlawful, unlawful works of darkness, but rather reprove them, for it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, for whatsoever that make manifest light um, manifest is light. So very, very important that we walk in the light. And that light is the love of Christ. Why? If Christ is in us, that light should shine through our bodies. And that verse continues, Wherefore awake you that sleep and arise from the dead, for Christ shall give thee light. Only Christ will give us that light. We do not produce it. Then, leave us wise. Live a life of love. Live a life of light. Now live a life of the wise. Now what does it mean? Ephesians 5, 15 to 20 defines it in verse uh, 16. Uh, 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Coming back again, we have to walk in wisdom. Now in make the most of every opportunity. How do we make the most of opportunity? Verse 16. Redeeming the time. Because the days are evil. Wherefore be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess. So, this is a picture of a person just wasting time. And as we are growing up sometimes, students, they're in school. Oh, if I can pass with only 80% degree, fine. Anyway, I can pass. But then coming to the school, didn't learn. Why? The heart was not in the studies, not learning anything. And so, wondering, oh, I'm a graduate of this course in college. I only know part. There are a lot of things I don't know why. The time in school was just wasted. And it's a pity. The parents have spent a lot for that, the time that they spent there, but not giving to it, just not redeeming the time. And what it says here, be not drunk with wine where it excess. This person, well, will say obviously drunkenness, but always I like to have fun. And today, especially high school, college, and lockdown, cannot go out, cannot play. So they may not be drinking wine, but they're just on the television the whole day, uh, looking after cartoons and all of that. Wasted time. Something can be accomplished. Some talents can be developed. Some skills, but wasted time. Then just getting older and getting older, what a waste of time. S- simple tools at home can be learned, acquainted. So as life goes on, something may arise, oh yeah, you can use this, you can use that. But with no experience, no skill, doesn't know, know how to put a screwdriver and all of that. Simple things. And to analyze what something breaks and how to fix it. You don't have to be an expert. Now, the next one, very critical. 
being filled with the Spirit. The word is not like a pouring on a cup. Fill it. The key word being filled is be controlled by the Holy Spirit. That's why when a person is drunk, he's filled with wine, he is controlled by the alcohol. He's not able to think well. He's not able to handle people very well. He is controlled by that alcohol. He is filled with alcohol. But rather be filled with the Holy Spirit, be controlled by the Spirit. Then, next thing, speaking and singing that will edify. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. How critical are songs to you? The songs of God. David just lived his life with songs. Wrote a lot in the book of Psalms. Why? His communion with God. And he didn't learn this song from somebody else. But God, the Holy Spirit put it in his heart and he composed the songs. And I thank God that I mentioned this before. Going to a youth rally for about almost three hours. The whole time we were riding on a bus, there were about 30 young people in the bus. We just sang one song after another praising God. Why? The Lord gave us the opportunity to learn the song. And that has affected us. And even today, more than, more than a dozen of them say, communicate with me. Thank you, thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor. The songs of God just burning in their hearts. And it's exciting. Because when we sing the song, it just brings about the thoughts, the verses from the scripture. It says, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord. What a wonderful life. And lastly, the word is thanking God for everything. Verse 20, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Are you always thankful? Driving. There's a long gap of cars. I have to come in to go in. But the Lord, give me an opening. Then there's a break, then I'm able to come in. I always say, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for every little thing. When it becomes a habit and for little things, your heart is just full of joy. That joy is that this morning, thank God for the good weather, for the plants, the flowers. You should always be joyful and be thankful to the Lord. So, somehow, I admit, we have been a put time into memorizing the verses. So I'd like to encourage you to really memorize the verses. You can go back in a lesson. You have the manual. And it is for you. And you can remember the song connected with them. And you can, oh, I skip long. Uh, giving thanks always for all things unto God. Yeah. So anyway, <coughs> always memorize these verses because then it will strengthen you. At the bottom part there was the ser- summary of the sermon last Sunday. For a purpose. You see letter A, Father. And those verses there was the emphasis of the sermon. The letter B, Jesus Christ. And then the last part, Holy Spirit. And if you look also for our lesson today, in the beginning, you're the sons of God, the Father. And then who's our mother? Jesus Christ. And then lastly, it is only by the Spirit that we will be what God wants us to be. Being filled with the Spirit. The Trinity. In Ephesians chapter 1, the Trinity there. Father, 
That's how he always preached a blessing in the heavenly places and the chosen and predestinated. And Jesus made it real and the Holy Spirit sealed us. Brethren, the Godhead is at work to make your life meaningful and fruitful. And his discipleship, it becomes a practical life in us. Make it down to earth and real. As children of God, living in purity, living a life, be a light, and showing the life by the Holy Spirit. It is not just theology or the live ritual. People who do not know Christ and grow up in another church, they memorize the ritual. They know the order and what to be said. This is not being controlled by the Holy Spirit and being as children of God. Father in heaven, I thank you. All this work, the standard you have given to us, cannot be produced by us because they are only the fruit of the Spirit. As we allow you to control us, your word to fill us, and we grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the beauty of your work as being born again, becoming your children. Lord, I pray that your body here will really hunger and thirst after righteousness because your promises and you will be filled. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. You are the real teacher bringing the truth into our hearts. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.